all things land development, planning and property. This is Property on Fire with Ian Walmsley. To find out how Ian can help you, visit propertyonfire.co.uk. Hello and a very warm welcome to this week's episode of Property on Fire. So what do we have coming up on today's episode? As usual, we've got a packed episode for you. And this week, we're going to be chatting to Kellyanne Martin about her property journey. We'll also talk about AONB in Inns A to Z of property. We'll have an update from my two development sites. And we have a question from Lisa about conversion in a conservation area. So without further ado, let's get started. But before we do, please do like, review and subscribe to this podcast and come with me on this property journey. This week, we're going to jump straight in with a question from Lisa Brooks. She's found an office in a conservation area and would like to know if she can still convert it. Well, the good news for you, Lisa, is yes, you can. Class O, under the General Permitted Development Order, will allow you to convert an office to residential in a conservation area. You can also convert it in a AONB, National Park, Norfolk and Suffolk Broads, World Heritage Sites and Triple SIs. Pretty much the only place that you can't actually use Class O to go from an office to residential is a listed building. Oh, and also you probably wish to avoid a safety hazard zone and a military explosive areas because you can't actually do it in those areas. But then I don't think you would want to anyway. But yes, Lisa, don't worry. You can convert it in a conservation area. Um, You have no restrictions there whatsoever as far as the office to residential is concerned. However, however... If you do need to do any external alterations, such as new windows, doors, etc., then yes, you are going to need additional planning, as indeed you would require in any other location. But obviously, bear in mind, being a conservation area, that might mean a few more hurdles to jump over. So just be aware of that. If you do need to do some external alterations, you are going to need that to be kept in keeping with the local area. I hope that's of use, Lisa, for you. And I wish you all the best in your conversion. And I will leave a link to Class O within the show notes of today's episode. So please read those notes and you'll find a direct link to class o within them right a quick update on our current development sites we have two sites in the build phase and they're both in the southwest our conversion from an office to residential which is actually pretty much what uh, lisa was asking about it is a former county council offices which we have converted currently to 22 flats Well, those 22 flats are now pretty much complete. The builders are just finishing up on site and we hope to have building control sign off fairly shortly. There are a few elements that still need attention to just to satisfy building control. But once those are actually done, 
then we'll be able to move people in and go from there. So, yeah, we are finally getting there. Scaffolding is all gone now from site. And, yeah, things are progressing well. It's a real delight to actually see real flats in existence now. We've been battling on this site, I suppose, for a couple of years or so. And it has been difficult through COVID. We actually had our initial open day a week before the first lockdown, which probably in hindsight wasn't the best of timings. But there we go. We This the time last year, none of us actually knew what we were in for in, in the year ahead. So, you know, these are the things that we have to battle with in development. We are now on a Seawheels loan uh, on that site. So that has taken a lot of the pressure off for the next year. We do have some of the flats already sold. So I know residents are keen to start moving into the development. The landscapers are progressing nicely. We now have some some rear patio areas to several of the downstairs flats. And the balconies are complete on some of the upstairs flats. I think giving outside space is very important to residents. So where possible, we have created private spaces outside the flats for residents. But we also have some large communal gardens as well. If you go to my Facebook page, and I'll put a link to that in today's show notes, you will see some photos from the site showing the progress made so far. But you will also see a 360 photo that I took the other day with a drone. I'm also putting together several photographs from both before and after to show the dynamic change that has actually taken place on the site. These will be posted both to my Facebook and to my Instagram accounts. Right, on to our other site in Westwood Ho. This is in North Devon. And so far, we are in the pre-constructions phase of this site. And so meetings are carrying on. We have the asbestos report now back from the barn, which will need to be demolished. And yes, we do have asbestos. So that needs to be safely disposed of. And then the barn actually demolished. The one thing we don't want to happen is for any birds to nest in that because once a bird actually has a twig in its beak and decides to go into the barn, that bird is pretty much protected. And throughout 2021, you can't actually remove birds or their nests uh, from a building, even if you are licensed. This year, DEFRA have actually made it a condition that um, nests cannot be removed even by a licensed person so if you do get a nest in a development then unfortunately you are going to wait until those birds have actually fledged and they've actually vacated the nest so um, not too much you can actually do so it is important that if you have a, a building that you are looking to convert that you actually make sure that it is free of the ability for birds to nest. But fortunately, we do have many hedgerows around the site, so there are plenty of alternative locations for the birds at this time. I would like to now welcome to Property on Fire my guests for today, Kellyanne Martin, 
welcome Kellyanne. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you, Ian. Thanks for having me. How did you actually get into property? I mean, was it something that you were just born with? I mean, you know, we, we hear people just sort of born into something or, or has it come sort of later in life? Ian, I dream of being born in property. How good would that have been? I'd have been, I'd have been a lot further on than I am now. <laughs> no, um, I, uh, I started out, I, I bought a flat as soon as I started my teaching career. And then when I moved into a house, I kept hold of the flat and rented it out. Um, so accidental landlord, I suppose you could say. And I, I always wanted houses. Though. I, you know, I used to walk around my little village as a child and look at all the, the big posh family homes and I wish that I had a nice one just like that. <laughs> so, yeah, I always wanted to get into property, I think. Used to make Cindy houses and little doll's houses and things and, and renovate renovate cardboard boxes into doll's houses. <laughs> well, as you do, yes, you sort of, as a, as a child, and then, it, and, and, and then it suddenly becomes real and... Uh, it isn't. It isn't quite quite as easy as a cardboard box, then, is it? <laughs> Not quite. You you said there. So so you were a teacher. What 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 did you teach in? Children, children in high okay. school. Yeah. English. I taught in English. I can I can already <laughs> de- de- detect the way this this is going to going to go this afternoon <laughs> or today. So uh, <laughs> English. English. Yeah. English teaching in a uh, secondary high school. Um, yeah. Good fun. Very hard work cool. of teaching. I don't like working that hard. <laughs> <laughs> in property itself, what lights your fire? What What is your passion within property? I've seen an awful lot of your social media posts. And, I mean, we've known each other for a few years yeah, now. Right. And I tell you what, I'm always inspired by your social media posts. And I'm sure many people listening are as well. Oh, uh, you. you always seem... Very alive in them. Bounce, bouncing around, I think, is a slight understatement. Um, and you, you definitely sort of seem to put 200%, not, not, not even 110%. So what is it within property that really lights your fire? You know? Well, I've got two things. I, you know, I like the transformation aspect of property, turning a little dingy little hole into a nice family house. And then the other favourite thing about property is I, lo- I just love putting families in houses. You know, the last couple um, uh, that I've tenanted, they, they were actually homeless before. And then to give them the keys and tell them, this is your forever home now, you know, you're going to be here a long time and it's going to be, you're going to make it nice, you're going to be settled here. That does it for me. And just, especially when they've got kids as well. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm in the last family that had three kids that I moved in. They'd been shipped about from poster pillar and, and back again, you know, bed and breakfast with a council. And then when, especially the the young teenager, bless him, when he realised he had his own room and he could put down roots and, you know, be be secure, that's what does it for me, I think. It must give you great satisfaction that to actually help families and, you know, be able to give them, you know, a decent roof over over their heads. Yeah, I mean, I just put a couple in last month, a couple of weeks ago. Um, The council had actually been accommodating them in temporary uh, this scabby little hotel in North Leeds where they were surrounded by you know drug takers that were also being put up by Leeds City Council and six weeks had been in that hotel just desperate for for somewhere permanent Dreadful. so I you know I've put them in they've been in nearly four weeks now oh she's over at moon I told her I told her the other day she could decorate the kitchen because she, <laughs> she must have asked me 10 times in the last couple of weeks oh, when, when can we decorate I said you know what you know, I'm going to let you decorate the kitchen, see how you get on. He's key, he needs some sort of handyman, bless him. Mm-hmm. And oh, she's waiting herself, you know, she's showing me the wallpaper she's picked on the phone, LED oh, lights, oh, she's got all sorts of plans for this kitchen. 
I'll, I'll be interested to see what it looks like, but she, she's happy. She's <laughs> over the moon, you know, and she wants to make it home. And, and that's good for me because it shows that they're keen and they want to look after the property. It's immaculate every time I go. You know, I've been there four or five times the last few weeks just check how they're getting on. And, um, you know, you know, they want to make it their own and, and be there long term, which which is good for me, really. Do you tend to do a lot of work yourself? I mean, from the from your social media posts, you, you seem to be very hands-on. Ian, I have absolutely no, no DIY skills at all. I'm a, I can't, Join the club. I'm, I'm appalling <laughs> with manual labour. I can't be trusted with power tools. So I am there a lot on my sites, but doing the work is... I'm a great supervisor. Let's let's put it that way. <laughs> I oversee everything. <laughs> I source all my materials. You know, I get everything ready. And I oversee and I check and I make ideas. But as for the actual doing, I can sweep a bit and I can do a little bit of painting. And um, I, I can't even make good cups of tea. I can't even admit that. <laughs> Some people are just not cut out for manual labour. <laughs> so I just no. supervise and oversee and enjoy watching the transformation, really. It's like a running cool. joke that anything I touch when I try and help, I just I just destroy. And people are just like, just get off. Just get off, you crap. Just get off. <laughs> I know the feeling. If I I'm looking at my wall in my stu- studio here, and I'm thinking, yeah, if I put a shelf on that wall, the wall the wall would probably fall down. You know, even though it's an outside wall. Um, you know, DIY and I don't actually go on. Uh, fort- fortunately, my wife is very good at oh, it. Oh, bless her. Um, so that that is that's one advantage. But no, me, I'm. It's probably my 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 two left hands. I, I don't think that helps. You know, we've got other skills somewhere. I'm sure. And that's it. It's not just, is it? It's it's not just. You wouldn't be doing this in property if you didn't have those other skills. If if all you knew was how to actually lay a couple of bricks or paint a wall or anything else, you would not be doing what you're doing now. Um, and without those those other skills in the toolbox you know you just wouldn't be doing it yeah I mean sometimes I beat myself up and I think oh you should be a lot further on than where you are but you know you remember that I don't have any DIY skills and I started this initially with no real investment so for no skills and no money I don't think I'm doing that bad to be honest (laughs) you know so I have to have a bit of a word with myself sometimes get a grip you're not doing that bad. You are doing really well. I mean, it's it seems like every other week you you have a new set of keys in in your hand yeah. on Facebook. I mean, when you actually do a property up, um, I mean, I, I'm assuming, I'm guessing that your standards are are fairly high um, for the actual quality of finish. I, I guess you don't like. I'm guessing you don't like corners being cut. No, I like I like things to look nice. I mean. I'm proud of every house that I've done. And obviously, when I go back and look at some of the earlier ones, I can see, oh, that wall's a bit rough, or maybe we should have done it like this, you know. But it's a work in progress, that, that, you know, evolving as as we get better. Um, but I do like to think that all my houses, you know, I, I would live in any of my houses. You know, I've done them up nice. They look well, they're safe, they're sturdy, you know. And when things do go wrong, as, as they're doing property, I, I try and get those issues fixed quickly because... You know, imagine if it was me living there, I'd be annoyed if the landlord didn't sort things quickly, you know. These are my customers and effectively they're paying me good money to live in my house, so it needs to be right, yeah. Do you just rent properties or are you are you selling some of them or is it just rentals? No, I just rent here and you don't sell the golden mm-hmm. goose that lays the golden eggs or the golden monthly incomes of rent. <laughs> so yeah, always sure. always keep them. I've never sold a house yet. Are these private rentals or do you yeah. work with the charities or 
Uh, I work with the council a lot. They help find some of the tenants. Um, but amazingly, there's 24,000 people on the um, the waiting list for a Leeds City Council house. Um, Blimey. So, yeah, it's, it's not always as easy to find them. Like the, the one that I'm doing at the minute, I need a four-bedroom family, really. So I don't know how many kids you'd have to qualify for, you know, a four-bedroom rate. I don't really know how it works. But, yeah, it's a big house, this next one. So I need a big family to go in it. So, yeah, Leeds City sure. Council do help find the the right people that I need for the property. I guess, like uh, my, myself, you're very – also, you're very dependent upon your investors. I, I guess that's a – a critical part of well i'm sure it's true of many people actually without the investors um we are, most most of us wouldn't actually have a property business i guess that's right yeah i've had some lovely people work with me i've actually turned people away that wanted to invest with me because i could see that they were just all about the money you know they're not interested mm-hmm. in what i'm doing or why i'm doing it or putting families in you know i love it when investors come and look at the project and suggest ideas and that's great i, I love them to be involved like that you know it's not just about money um and i don't really want to work with people whose primary focus is yeah i'm getting a return I need them to be involved in the project like I am. Definitely. I mean, I know myself when I complete, I mean, we're, we're just coming to the end of 22 flats down in Devon. Yeah. Um, and I know that um, Jonathan, my my business partner, um, he, he often says to me, oh, am I too critical? Am I too fussy with what it is? And I don't think you can be. It's, no. At the end of the day, somebody's going to live there and you know to be quite honest if they're sitting on their sofa and they look up and they see you know bits wrong and stuff like this then then you feel bad I you know yes you say oh well I've just sold it never mind but no I uh, you know I I think you're very much like me you know if if you can't if it's not good enough for you to live in then is it good enough for your tenants or for your buyers or whoever they are to actually live live in it themselves no that's it I, I mean when I move people in I always say to them listen I fully expect you to ring me in the next day or so you know there are, there's always teething problems and that's okay don't be scared don't be shy you know anything wrong just just give me a shout especially I, I'm hearing bad stories at the minute about tenants terrified to do anything because certain landlords are not nice and you know they'll serve them notice because they're not happy with them wanting repairs, and that, that's outrageous in my book. Disgrace, diabolical. Yeah. It's you know, and you know, the other thing that really gets my goat is is when land landlords give everyone else a bad name by yeah. also restricting them, not not just not doing repairs, but you know, restricting them and telling, well, actually, no, I'm not allowing you, allowing you to do this. You can't yeah. do this. This is my house, you know, and uh, you know, they they forget it's their tenants home yeah that's it and you know they may well be there for many years and it's their home yeah i say i said the same thing to the 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 couple the other day you know it might be my house but it's your home and i want you to feel feel like you enjoy being here and she will do when she's put that wallpaper up honestly she was (laughs) wetting herself about this wallpaper bless her as long as it isn't black or something like that, then oh, you'll be fine. You know, some jazzy pattern on. She did show me. Not what I'd pick, but that's it. It's your kitchen. Well, it's their home, and if they're happy, then you know the the chances of issues being created by them are, are very much reduced. I guess. Yeah, that's it. Tell you all about this crushed velvet pelmet she's going to make out of grave material. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll end up better than my house. I guarantee it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sure it will. It sounds it sounds fascinating. It sounds sounds fascinating. The nice people, and one of my life mantras is you you should know nice things for nice people. You know, they're good, they're good people. Um, mm. They just had a bit of bad luck, bless them. I'm a firm believer in in human beings helping human beings. You yeah. know, that's what I think we were, you know, put on this earth for sort of thing to help one another. Um, and I I'm going to you know I've said it before in our chat. You know. The inspiration that we get from your posts, I'm sure, helps people. And I would like to think that stuff that I post helps people. You know, it's yeah. it's what we are there to do. It's it's I don't know. It's it's what interests us. And it's right. it if if we inspire one person to actually go and get involved in property or team up with either yourself or me or others to invest in and actually help realise dreams, then, hey, we're, we're, we're doing a great job. I'm baffled by why people ask me. You know, I had a chap ring me yesterday and I gave him, you know, 15 minutes, a bit of help. Don't, never met him, I don't think. Um, but I'm just baffled by why people are interested in what I'm doing. I just I just do my thing and document it a bit. And, you know, if it inspires and helps other people, great. I think it's because you are real. Um, I'm sure that many people listening will be perfectly aware that there are several people out there. Um, you can call them sharks, you can call them whatever, but they aren't real. And of course, you know, it is a well-known fact that probably 90% of what people read on Facebook <laughs> isn't that true. And it's a little bit sort of far, far-fetched, but I would like to think that um, I certainly everything I post is always, you know, I'll, I don't mind posting good, bad and ugly. Yeah. And I know you are the same. It's oh. it's real. That's and if you can give that, then wonderful. Oh, Keep right. on doing it, please. And there is ugly as well. You know, there's no point denying property is hard. It's not for everybody. You know, why pretend otherwise? No. Am I correct in saying that you are a fan of Elvis Presley? Oh, is this, Elvis is this Presley. true? The king of rock and roll. It's definitely true. I would have married <laughs> Elvis if I'd uh, been born. <laughs> I've actually been to, so, um, to Nashville and um, Memphis. Gracelands. Yeah, you've been to Gracelands, yeah, yes. Yeah, well, it wasn't there. It was quite rude. I went to his. Oh, <laughs> I went no, to it wasn't there when I went either. No, it's a disgrace. He wasn't in Mississippi in Tupelo when I went to his little. I just don't know where he could have been. All I can remember was uh, yes, I, I went around the house. I mean, it was several years ago that yeah. I went. I don't think you were even, even born then. So, <laughs> uh, but yes, it was many years ago, and I seem to recall the plane. The plane was parked op- opposite. Yeah, if that's I remember right. right Marie, the plane. So, what 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 else is your sort of? passion what what else do you sort of are you really into is there anything else that you're sort of really into that uh, you perhaps collect or anything else or anything weird yes i'm a big fan of the queen and i also right. like... oh, what what freddie freddie mercury oh well they're all right as well but you know the queen Elizabeth. <laughs> what a, what a girl what a top lass she is <laughs> she's going to be quite old this year i think she's gonna be 95 this year yeah 95. something like she's that yes 95 she's doing really Really well. You can't beat her for longevity and tenacity. No, no. Indeed. I'm looking. I'm in my office now. I'm looking around. I'm like, oh yeah, there's my postcards and pictures and badges and brooches, <laughs> and I've got clocks on the wall of Elvis and my posters and my handbags, and oh, and I like uh, teenage ne- mutant ninja turtles as well. They're they're another little. So yeah, my house is full of trinkets and 
paraphernalia of we all have these collections and uh no it's it's part of your character isn't it so uh, i used to actually work for the royal royal family wow that's impressive so and i bet you can't actually work out what i used to do for the royal, royal family bouncer or driver a bouncer? No, no. You, you, you wouldn't get it. Nor, nor would anyone at home. Yeah. Now, I, I, I used to actually be the uh, royal funeral director. Oh, that's cheery. That's cheery. You <laughs> cheered you, haven't it? No, I was. I was. No, we were. It's a family business, and right. uh, and yes, no, we had to go and represent the queen. And as far as I know, we were the only company that couldn't actually display the coat of arms or whatever it is, the em- badge, emblem, whatever oh, it is, yeah, you know, above, your, above the com- royal yeah. one. That's, yeah. that's, that's the words I was looking for. Robinsons and Cadbury's and that. But we, we didn't actually have that, you know. I don't know why. It's obviously trying to keep it a bit yeah. quiet at the time, you know, but we didn't. Those in the days when, when we used to have a branch in Harrods as well. So right. um, Gosh. so there we go. Fascinating, isn't it? Fascinating lives we all we all live. So I, I can see you in a top hat, Ian, and, and funeral. Oh, oh, I used to. Oh, yeah. blimey, I used to be <laughs> top a top hat and tails, and oh, oh yes, photos I... out, find those photos. <laughs> I'm not sure they would actually fit me now somehow, but um, but yes, no, it was a fascinating time. Family business, third generation. So it was a my uh, grand grandfather was both a builder and an undertaker. Um, as it was in those days, he built. He actually built the first estate in Basildon in Essex, or one of the first estates in Basildon, a hundred years ago, almost to to the day. I think. That's excellent. Um, well, I dread to think what so, with those footings. <laughs> when it was well, yes. <laughs> some of the bungalows are still there, actually. So they've they've survived a hundred years, and I always say that if my if the bung we're just about to start fourteen bungalows in in Westwood Ho. Yeah. And if if my bungalows are still there in twenty one twenty one, then um, you know I think I'll be uh, rather delighted. I won't be around to see it. No, that's but uh, but it's a great sort of you know. And I guess he built quality then. And um, here's a little anecdote for you. Every time I block up a chimney, you know, cover a chimney breast up, take a fire off. I put a little note in a sealed plastic bag up the chimney before it gets plastered over, <laughs> you know, with a date on them, because I'm that sort of loser. <laughs> oh, fascinating. That's a really good idea. I used What I used to often do when I used to refurbish, yeah. I used to actually sign the wall behind the ki- kitchen cupboards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another good one. <laughs> and the date. So when, when people were, if they take them down, then they'll they'll work. Uh, discover a little message or a date or whatever um from you know what whatever date it, it was when uh, yeah. whenever those kitchen cupboards went up so uh, I, pl- I played a know, trick on so. the labourer the other month he was he was scraping the wall and then he went off to the toilet and then I, I scraped a bit more off and I got a felt pen and I wrote, I murdered my wife on this particular date, whatever it was. <laughs> oh, look at this, look at this, I've just uncovered, oh, my God. <laughs> Again, that's the sort of sad loser I am. If you can't have a laugh <laughs> and have a laugh at yourself, then what can you do? Well, you know, this is it, this is it. From our chat over the last sort of 20, 20 minutes or so, I think that anyone listening will realise that, you know, both of us enjoy trying to be cheery all the time, trying to be, you know, trying to give out that help to others. And um, 
and I, I have to again, you know, I've said it three times, and I'll say it again, you know, I have to thank you for your inspiration and long may you continue, Kellyanne. So, yeah. so thank you. No worries, Ian. No worries. Thanks, Kellyanne, for that wonderful interview. It was really appreciated. I bet you didn't think we'd be talking about Elvis Presley and the Queen and even my former career as a funeral director on Property on Fire. Well, there you go. You never know what you'll learn and discover on Property on Fire. And I'm sure you'll now learn a little bit more about areas of outstanding natural beauty. This is Property on Fire with Ian Walmsley. And now, Ian's A to Z of property. Well, we're still going through the letter A, and I have a feeling that my A to Z of property is going to last quite a while. Certainly well over a year, I would anticipate. Well, so far, we have covered, in episode two, we covered asbestos. In episode three, it was ACVs. AADT was in episode five. Episode seven, we covered areas of great landscape value. And the most recent one in episode eight, was Article 2 Land. So if you missed any of those, please do download and listen to those episodes. Well, today we are going to be talking about AONB, or Areas of Outstanding Natural Beauty. So what is an AONB? Well, quite simply, it is an area of countryside in England, Wales, although in Wales it is translated to an A-H-N-E and no I'm not going to try and pronounce the words you'll need to look into those show notes for that or on my site or in Northern Ireland it is an area which has been designated for conservation due to its significant landscape value they have a similar scheme in Scotland but it is simply called a local landscape area Now, these areas are designated in recognition of their natural importance by the public bodies that represent them. So for England, we have Natural England. In Wales, we have Natural Resource Wales. Or in Northern Ireland, we have the Northern Ireland Environment Agency. And these public bodies will actually nominate and look after these AOMBs. However, unlike national parks these bodies do not have their own planning powers which is why we'll come on to in a minute but you'll find that a lot of the general permitted development changes are actually allowed in AONB areas. However with all planning applications in most cases it will actually go to a an AONB board who will consider those applications and advise upon them as far as the AONB is concerned. This is because an AONB will often straddle more than one local authority and therefore it makes sense to have this AONB board to actually oversee those applications within the local areas that might affect the AONBs. Now we actually have 46 AONBs around the UK of which 33 are in England alone. Quite often people will actually ask a question as to how to find out if your property or land is within an AONB area. Well, the easiest way is probably actually to go to what is called the DEFRA magic map. 
Um, this is a great little map system created by DEFRA. And if you look under designations slash land designations and statutory within the table of contents, you will actually be able to see all the designations within your local area. And I will put a link to the magic map in today's show notes. As mentioned earlier, you still have some permitted development rights within AOMBs to actually convert one type of building to another. And these include Class G, which is two flats above a shop or financial establishment. Class L, which is going from a house to a small AHMO or vice versa. Offices to residential, which is Class O. And also Class R, which is agricultural buildings to flexible commercial use. So just because you are in an AONB area, it does not mean that all your rights have been removed. Likewise, if you've got a dwelling within an AONB, you can still do items such as putting on extensions under Class A, or at least single-storey ones, but you won't be able to have any external cladding on that extension. And you can also benefit from Class E, which is outbuildings incidental to the enjoyment of a dwelling house in the garden or the curtilage of a property within an AONB. One final thing that you just need to be aware of is if you've got a property in an AONB and you're looking to erect a satellite dish to what Sky or FreeSat, then you'll need to make sure that that dish is not on a wall that is facing the road or indeed even visible from the road. That must be to another elevation where you can't actually see it from the road, which might actually cause you a few problems if the satellite is in a particular direction. If that is the case, then unfortunately you are going to need a planning permission application to allow that to take place within the AOMB. Or you could perhaps mount it in the garden as a standalone and then connect that to the house. Finally, as far as AONBs are concerned, you may hear it simply referred to as Article 2.3 land. And I actually covered Article 2 land in Episode 8 of Property on Fire. But essentially, this is lumped together with conservation areas, broads, national parks and World Heritage Sites. So quite often you will see within legislation and planning, not on Article 2.3 land and if you see that then that will also cover AONBs or areas of outstanding natural beauty. A massive thanks this week to Kellyanne Martin for giving up her time to chat to us on Property on Fire and if you wish to find more about Kellyanne then please visit her website kellyannemartin.co.uk and I will put a link to that in the show notes for today. Thank you also to Lisa for your question about converting in a conservation area and if you have a question for me on any aspect on property then please either email me ian at propertyonfire.co.uk or you can tweet me at propertyonfire or get hold of me on one of the other platforms. Now, don't forget, every morning from 7am to 9am, I also co-host the Property Coffee Meet 
on Clubhouse, so you can you are welcome to join me there. We usually have a hundred or so every single morning joining us, so that is always great to be able to talk about property with various people. And don't forget, if I can help you in your property journey in 2021, then do please get in touch. Keep safe and we'll chat again next Tuesday. Have a wonderful week. Property on Fire with Ian Walmsley. Please use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe to the show. And if you'd like a question answered on a future episode, email ian at propertyonfire.co.uk.